say Drax. Drax. <laughs> what a weird way to introduce a podcast, just Adam whispering, say Drax, say Drax. <laughs> Me all confused well, and then remembering the previous conversation. Yeah, I know. That's it. Was <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, good evening, good morrow, Calispera. Uh, whatever it is, wherever you are, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, board's already chiming Welcome in. What an back. amazing day to be a deductionist. An amazing day indeed. We have a very special <laughs> guest here with us this evening oh, uh, from The Art of Deduction, the YouTube channel, The Art of Deduction. Uh, first name Art, second name Deduction. Um, <laughs> uh, arguably, right, arguably, <laughs> one of, if not, the most important accounts on uh, uh, on YouTube for deduction, and I say that not to blow smoke up your ass, but there are <laughs> there are no, there are a number of other people who have lent in to the popularity and gone a bit awol with their focus uh, in terms of that way. So what I've already what I've always respected about your channel, dude, is that you've always kept the work at the forefront. You've always kept the work and the focus and the development of the techniques, however kind of flowery and fancy the videos end up being. What's what's content important towards me? Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter. Uh, I, I mean, that's th that for want of a better word is wasted on me. All of this, yeah. all of this kind of graphics and this kind of stuff is for everybody else watching. Make no difference to me. We you yeah. could be shouting the values, like the values are in there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what I'm saying, there is a reason this guy is as successful as what he is with the channel, and it's because the devotion and the passion for purely taking this deductive field as far as you possibly can and staying away from the sensationalized nature of what would have been considered you know the 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 inspiration for getting into it we cannot we can all lose ourselves in thinking well i'll be able to see some white powder on that man's collar and know that his wife's about <laughs> to go into labor no you won't <laughs> nope. no you won't not a thing that can happen so ladies and gentlemen please go wild and crazy for joy hey thank you everybody Hey, you can have sound effects. Being shot in front of a live studio audience. Oh, this is the works, man. That's it. Awesome. And the laugh track is just as believable as well. This is great. <laughs> so, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for doing yeah. this. Cheers, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, no, we're we're really uh, great to have Adam on. I'm really excited to hear everything yeah. that Adam has to say. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just, no, just, yeah, no, thank you uh, so much for having me on, man. Uh, this is, this is great. Um, I've, I've not given a lot of interviews. I've taken a lot of interviews, but I'm not given them, uh, a lot. So I appreciate this. This is an honor. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat for watching. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, just from, you know, thank you for, uh, jazzing me up a little bit there, but you know, I, I appreciate you saying uh, all those things. That's very kind because uh, you know, this is a perpetual imposter syndrome uh, with both my content and everything. But you know, it's, it's <laughs> I do, I do agree with what you said about me because, like, as much as I can look back on my old content and be like, wow, that is the ramblings of a naive young kid trying to figure out who he is, but like, you know, that is that's. That's all part of it. And I, memoirs. I went into deduction because I wanted to do something 
real and I enjoyed it and I liked it a lot. And, you know, there's really no point in doing any of this if I'm just going to chase the sensational aspects of it. Um, Cause like, that's not why it's interesting. So like success be damned. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Success be damned. And that's why he's here, folks. He's taking a real step <laughs> down this episode. evening. <laughs> <laughs> So, dude, is what we'll do right from the start. Maybe, maybe if you could just tell us uh, a, a little bit about your journey. What kind of got you into this? What started off? The curiosities, where it kind of spiraled out of control, and where it's where it's kind of heading <laughs> to. I know where it's this heading to. This is your to. intervention. Yeah. <laughs> your addiction. <laughs> so, yeah, just just for the, those of us that maybe don't know you as well as mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, God, uh, the story kind of goes back a while, you know, like I grew up reading some Sherlock Holmes stories and, you know, thought it was interesting and, you know, fun stories, but it was some, like the character of Sherlock Holmes was, uh, was a person with a particular set of skills that I was thoroughly convinced was either entirely fictional or, um, like just required natural talent that I wasn't going to have, didn't have. And this is probably actually because like my first introduction to Sherlock Holmes was an abridged version of the stories and not the, like, I don't know why my dad bought me abridged Sherlock Holmes books. It's not an abridged version of a short story. That just seems unfair. Yeah, I know, right? It was weird, you know? Um, yeah, I think it was like, I had several abridged books, like it was Alice in Wonderland, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, uh, I think uh, Call of the Wild, um, like a few, and they were all from the same publisher, and I think my dad just bought a bunch of these books and kind of just didn't vet them, didn't realize that they weren't like the actual, it was just like, oh, these are, these are like nice looking copies of these classics, you know, I'm going to get this for him. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I showed them to my mom once and she was like, these are abridged. <laughs> and so she bought me the actual uh, books. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of where it started, like my introduction to Sherlock Holmes. And, you know, just to you know, keep it a buck with you guys, I I'm like I'm you know, on the high functioning end of the spectrum. Uh, I've had various difficulties with, uh, you know, social interactions and reading social cues and whatnot and uh, had a lot of language impairments early on. Um, and so like uh, when I started like actually getting into deduction and it was because of BBC Sherlock, because like that first episode of BBC Sherlock, bringing mm -hmm. Sherlock Holmes into the modern day and like, like I said in my my more recent Sherlock retrospective video, like that first episode does a decent job, like actually adapting the the deductions Holmes makes in the books, uh, pretty much beat for beat. And so like that kind of brought to my awareness of like, oh, this actually seems like reasonably possible to get like some degree of skill in. And so like. And my whole life, basically, I've been uh, working on trying to understand social situations better and uh, understand people better. And like, it's been a it's been a long journey of that. And deduction was kind of like uh, the next step for me in 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 getting uh, there. And like, it's been a lot of slow progress throughout my life. And like, by the time I got introduced to like deduction, I was already pretty pretty well socially adept and whatnot. But um, but this was just like I felt like it was like a next step for me of like I've been basically trying to figure out people my whole life I just want to keep on taking this train and see where it goes 
of that. So, That's awesome. Yeah, and then that eventually, um, you know, led into me because I started my YouTube channel when I was in uh, like uh, freshman year of high school, and then um, so I did that, you know, alongside my studies, and um, I took a gap year between college and high school just to figure out like what I wanted to major in. And I was uh, either going to go into chemistry or psychology, uh, both for the same reasons of like Sherlock Holmes stuff and like chemistry is like, ah, we can't go wrong there. But I was like, well, psychology is definitely more, yeah, psychology is definitely more related to like the stuff that I've been uh, into. And so I uh, majored in psychology and minored in anthropology. I had a double minor originally with criminal uh, with um, forensic science and it was which is a division of the criminal justice department and i took uh intro to criminal justice and was like this is not for me (laughs) it was a very very i don't don't didn't like that class didn't like that class Uh, and (laughs) so i did take one forensics class actually and that was uh forensic anthropology so but that was part of my other minor yeah 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 you've got like a a wide and varied background oddly like the fictional man himself right Mm. have you taken any boritsu classes Beating up any, uh, beating up any criminals lately? Yeah. Oh God, Baritsu. I haven't heard that word in so. <laughs> uh, you know, that in the very beginning when I started like researching Sherlock Holmes and stuff, like I stumbled across Baritsu and I was like, I was doing Taekwondo and other martial arts at the time. And I was like, does this got anything to it? And like, I, I did some like a little bit of diving into it. And I was like, I don't carry around a walking stick with a fucking gold pommel. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I, I always kind of wondered, can. what was that, mate? I say, but now you can. Uh, no, yeah, now, now you can. can. Yeah, now you yeah can. with you all can. the dough I'm rolling in, You're I can buy it finally. <laughs> I, always, I always wondered how that kind of scenario would fare in somewhere like, like sort of downtown america <laughs> get back you <laughs> ruffian you scallywag <laughs> <Queen's better rules. laughs> yeah i don't think that would go well honestly oh. <laughs> no. yeah well then adam it's your turn on the podcast sir I was just saying that adam it's your turn I'm, i i i don't want to hog him i could ask you questions no, no, all no, yeah uh, we've because uh, we basically sort of uh, we, we spoke about sensationalization of Sherlock Holmes uh, before, um, and one of the things that we focused on was the the idea that you know like people jump into to Holmes uh, and what he Giggity. does and how he does it and his techniques in a kind of sort of like expecting the spectacle, as it were. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I really like that you mentioned then that you sort of got into it because uh, it. You, necessarily didn't lean into the sensationalization but you were interested in the actuality of it uh you know actually putting it to to reality and to test and whatnot uh i was just wondering like have have been instances where you felt like you were close to to the spectacle of it all you know how like in the bbc sherlock like there's certain ways you can go around deducing or anything like that like Mm -hmm. at some points it's like when we've done in the 
in the series and I've watched Ben work before and stuff like that. And I just think like sometimes like, oh, are there moments where you do have those sort of eureka moments where you do feel like, oh, I'm at that point where <laughs> it is kind of uh, resembling the sensationalized version of Sherlock a little bit. I wonder if, yeah. the, like, have you ever experienced that? Yeah. And like, I do want to, I do want to say like, uh, I was not immune to the sensationalized aspects of it. I, I will definitely like admit readily that like after a couple of years of getting into this, like I kind of like in my own mind kind of got swept away a little bit with it and was ch not trying to promote the sensational aspects, but definitely chasing that for myself because I did get yeah. that high, that experience of like, oh, wow. Like, like even every now and again, like I'll, I'll make it a good read and it'll just come to me like that. And I'll be like, damn, I'm good at this shit. Like, and there, there will be other times where I'm like, oh, I have no fucking clue what I'm looking at or why. <laughs> and, and the way that, and I don't know, Ben, maybe, maybe you can uh, elucidate this for me because the way that I feel about it, and maybe this is just being on a particular skill level, but maybe it's true even for you. Like at, at cause like, I will readily admit Ben much more experience. I've seen the work that you've done and the, and the reads you've been able to do. I don't know how you do half the shit you do, but <laughs> I paid him to say that. Don't worry. I paid him. <laughs> but for me, I feel like it's like, it's like cards, you know, sometimes you get dealt a really good hand and that's just kind of the way it is with tells is like, sometimes shit's just really obvious and shit just falls into place. Maybe it's because like, you know, more about this particular set of tells, like something about this read is just more, um, just easier for you to, to get a handle on understanding the observations. Uh, maybe it's just a good day that you're having, like, you know, you, you're not stressed or depressed and, you know, you don't have a lot on your mind that would be distracting you. And I feel like it's, it's one of those things for me, at least of like, when I do get those like close to the spectacle, as you said, uh, I feel mm. like I've come to uh, like, and think about that as being like, just dealt a pretty decent hand and uh and not think about it in terms of like oh this is just my like baseline level of skill and i should expect this every time and that's actually kind of helped yeah. me uh uh mentally in terms of like not um not beating myself too much over you know not being able to read yeah. somebody or or do or get close to that spectacle like i know i can in some yeah. situations and just realizing that it's it's part of you know the, the situational aspects are, of it are definitely a part of it so yeah, yeah i've definitely gotten there but uh yeah that's but stay that's... staying like grounded with it yeah yeah and then also yeah. just like cutting myself slack of being like you're gonna have bad days there are gonna be days where you don't care to do this you don't want it's not something that just acts in the background of my brain at all times like there's definitely parts of it that do that have just become hab habitual but a lot of it is still very uh like even all these years later is just still you know intentional and um uh yeah you know so yeah yeah because we've had like in the comments before uh like questions uh that have been to you ben uh and it's been like how do i do this all the time how do i observe this all the time how do i make sure i know what's going on in the room with that person in this situation you know like 100 percent of the time and that i really like your answer in terms of you don't always want to be doing that or in that space all that time your mind's not always going to be there and it's okay to take those breaks 
just like yeah. you know like, like a nice learning uh, process really at your own pace uh but in, i know you, you mentioned before you did this alongside you started getting into this really alongside your studies in your freshman year yeah yeah in uh yeah. freshman year of high school yeah that's when i really started doing it so i was like 14 yeah. at the time that i read, oh, like nice. first got into it same did that eight, eight. oh nice <laughs> parallels oh i remember that now like actually when i read your book for the first time i was like this is the same story <laughs> oh well it's it's romeo and juliet <laughs> did that doing that did that kind of age your studies then alongside it like did it like obviously you'd have your downtime and uh, away from studies and you know you get into your hobbies and this sort of thing and and mm -hmm. but also because of what these techniques were did they aid the studying side of it all did they, like those two ideas kind of or those two uh processes sort of connect together yeah so this is an interesting question for me to answer because um so the way that i did my like grade schooling was that in so for high school when i was uh, i was accepted into an ib school uh for high school and uh international baccalaureate i don't know if you guys have that over there i think you i assume you do oh, okay well uh it's like it's a college prep sort of like high school program that is international um and in theory like when you when you graduate from high school you you get the equivalent of like a, an associate's degree and so i i went to this this high school um that had an ib program and like half the kids who went there were ib and half of them were not um and so that was like my first year of of high school and that's when i started getting into deduction however for a myriad of different reasons and this was a really stupid decision i can't believe anybody ever let me do this <laughs> but, but i was like you know what i don't like people and i would like to be away from people <laughs> and i would also like to just finish my schooling really really quickly and so i was like i'm gonna homeschool and so i did that and no i ended up finishing at the same time i would have anyway and just the only difference is now i had to do four years of college instead of two <laughs> to get a bachelor's yeah. degree so, but the, like the the really negative impact of that was like when i was in when i first got into deduction and i was around all these people like i was having the opportunity to use this and like learn it all the time like you know being in school um i wouldn't say that it directly like connected with my studies i think um well i mean like when i took like geometry uh you know using deductive and inductive reasoning to write proofs and stuff like that like that definitely coincided um but like it was definitely the the social element of being in a school um what and seeing these people every day being able to notice changes uh in behavior and aesthetic and uh just just the little things that you that you notice from day to day after you've gotten a baseline on like how people present themselves normally um that that definitely uh went completely out the window and i think like knocked <laughs> me back uh in terms of uh training once i decided to uh not co-mingle with people anymore and that also like presented like difficulties with socializing that i had like ma already made progress in and then like i had like s like fallen back on that um 
<laughs> once I isolated myself. And so that was that was a, a learning curve. That's also another reason I took a gap year was to like freshen up on how to talk to people. <laughs> to, to be fair, right? To be fair, that mm -hmm. is a bloody important point. You think of everything we faced with just on a lockdown specific scale, the conversations yeah. that had to happen behind a screen. Nowadays, yeah. oh, fuck, that made me sound really old. Now, gather around, kids. I'll tell you. Um, now, though, I'm 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 observing that more and more people are struggling to have mm -hmm. a conversation. As a result, there is either a lack of understanding for the perception of cues. There is a there is a misunderstanding of content. There is a misappropriation of meaning, right? Uh, it's it's yeah. it's it's a bloody important point and um just uh, just words to the effect of the spectacle before we we add in one of the questions from the chat i defy anyone who's in this game in any sense even if your toes dipped in the water or you're fully submerged i defy anyone that the second you get like a, a, a niche awesome read to not walk away thinking fuck i'm cool I defy anyone. <laughs> I, 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 if you He's say that you can walk away thinking, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, that was good. That was just yeah. because it was there. You're a liar. Bullshit. Bullfucking <laughs> yeah, shit. Lying. Don't buy it. No, and what's even, what's even better is when someone asks you to do the read on them and then you tell them the read and it's a really good read and you get it, you pop it off really quickly and then they just kind of step back. <laughs> That's happened a couple times where they're like, I was, God, I was trapped at a Christmas party at the place that I work at and uh, my, 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 um, it, my supervisor was like introducing me to people and saying that I had like this YouTube channel with like millions of subscribers. He was like really hyping me up and whatnot. And, and like uh, inevitably, the <laughs> inevitably, like people are like, well, you know, what's your YouTube channel about? And I explained it. And he like, uh, I was like, it's about, you know, deduction and reading people. And the lady was like, oh, yeah. How's, how's that work? Can you like show me how it works? Or, like give me a demonstration? And I was like, okay, well, clearly this, that, the other. I don't remember the the read specifically, but like she she literally took a step back, and I was like, now by taking a step back, I've noticed, and you've you've closed off your posture to me. You're leaning back. You put your arms in front like this. Now you're kind of uncomfortable because like who wouldn't be in this situation? I've just basically kind of told you your life story, and we just met. <laughs> Boom! <Boom-tong! laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> I, had a, I had a similar thing in uh, in London at a convention a while back, and uh, uh, a group of lovely people. And this one guy from uh, from Brazil uh, goes, um, "All right, then, what do I do for a living? Well, you're a salesman." No, well, actually, you know, I, I work I work for I work for this company, and I take charge of getting getting the projects in, so we can make. I was like, "So you're a salesman then?" <laughs> yeah, trying to weasel word your way out of it. If someone's now. like, "Oh, you're a photographer, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Well, actually, I'm a multimedia specialist for a non-for-profit research institution." And it's like, do you fucking take photos? Yes, yes, I do. You're I do. A like, I'm more than just a photographer, but I am a photographer. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Right, let's have a go. So we got bored. 
Uh, Just to qualify for people that are only listening, Mm -hmm. that's the name of the person's channel that's asking. I'm not just I'm not just verifying that someone is bored listening to this. I hope you're not. (laughs) Uh, A question for everyone. Um, Already happened to you that you can't read a person for some reason. That person is just a normal person, nothing different from others, but for some reason you just can't see. I'm going to presume he he or she is is asking um, if it's already happened to anyone here where you're where you're looking to read a person and for some reason that person is just a normal person. There's nothing different from others, and the, 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 for some reason or another, you just can't see what's going on. Uh, what, what about you, Dan Jordan? Has that ever happened? God, define normal is, you know, if if I can't figure it out, like if there's one person in the room of five people that I can't figure out, clearly that's a deviation from the norm. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's happened to me. Like, I get what you're, you're saying. It's like nothing like appears like special about them. But like, that's part of the thing about deduction is like when you when you start looking into each person, you start seeing that like everyone is this giant world uh, unto themselves, you know, it really like i mean people talk about like the awe of zooming out from the earth and this pale blue dot look how big the universe is and how small and insignificant and unimportant we are it's like okay small yes on a (laughs) small on a cosmic scale sure an individual human or the earth or this solar system or this galaxy is not big in comparison to literally all of existence but it, it's kind of a, like a monkey brain assumption to be like, yeah, because it's bigger means it's more important, right? It's like, I don't get how people j- make that leap of like, stars don't have thoughts, as far as we know, that doesn't seem to be the case. They don't have thoughts, feelings, emotions. They don't ascribe meaning to things. And that's what humans do. That's what, you know, we as a sapient species of like not only just being conscious but being self-aware and being able to uh, like understand things and and communicate it on the level that we do it's like it's a very you know it's just there's there we are the arbiters of what matters because we ascribe meaning and like Mm -hmm. if there's you know we don't know if we're alone in the universe or whatever but you know same same would apply to any other species that that does that and and like you can zoom out like literally physically and be like oh we're small and insignificant but you, you take a close enough look at any person and they are like a universe unto themselves and like on this giant yeah. sca- it's like i i think one of the best things about deduction has been to show me more and more the importance of humanity as a whole to show me the importance of oneself but also that one is not the only thing that matters like this this fine line of like humanity is important and humanity is special and beautiful uh and your lived experience is is a world unto itself but you are just one world among many you know so it's like that's how i feel about it's like i don't think anyone's special in the sense of more special or less special than the others you know Mm. so like you know when it comes to someone i can't read to bring it back to the question when it comes (laughs) to someone i can't read i just kind of go huh that's weird i wonder if it's me that's the problem like maybe it's my own biases maybe i'm just jumping to conclusions about something maybe i'm not seeing the forest for the trees like why am i not seeing this person for uh what they are 
Mm. And that's usually the point at which yep. I start a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kiss. I mean, I, the, the expectation is normally that this the, the deductive premise uh, is just going to be this finite set of heuristics that you go through in order to get to a certain point of information. Right? That, right. That's, that's not the case. <laughs> you're, not, you're not just looking right. at somebody and because they're there, they're showing you everything. It's up to you and the person and the context and the scenario to able to, to bring about that kind yeah. of uh, uh, overt nature that you can take that information in a covert sense. Right? Yeah. What, what's, yeah. what's the best way to learn about somebody else? Ask them. <laughs> it's it's wild we developed this Baseline. whole communication thing that was right. specifically tailored for this <laughs> exactly in in those scenarios where you can't read anything and this is just 100% my opinion uh, having having done the research but it's only an opinion right it's 100% about you in that scenario the proverbial you if you can't read something it is about you in that moment and when you're when you're looking to observe and deduce or whatever synonym you want to use it, it can't be about you it can't because you're observing right, <laughs> right? Yeah. that's not that's not a, it's not a subjective process yeah. and it, it, it comes back to that that difference between um uh, i think it was that uh, daniel kahneman's book it talks about type one and type two kind of thinking in, mm -hmm. by, by which the, the the speed with which we attack a problem and miss its miss its verifiable details. There was that I've just uh, pulled up the maths problem. Um, so I mean, if you know it, great. If you don't, try and give me an answer. Um, you buy a bat. Was it in the, the guest chat? What was that? Oh, was it in? Oh, I thought you saw. No, it. no, no. I I, I I Google it. I Google it. I'm just okay. pulling things out of the palace here, mate. Give me give me some credit. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh. uh you buy a bat and a ball for £1.10. The bat costs exactly £1 more than the ball. How much do the things cost? Oh, okay. So, like, one's immediate assumption would be that the the uh, bat is uh, £1 and the ball is uh, £10. Mm -hmm. but, but that's not the correct answer because if, yeah. the, if the bat is one pound more than the ball, I, I, I'd have to do. I'd have to like pull up the calculator to do that quickly. But like, well, like my brain immediately jumped there. But that's yeah. that's the that's yeah. the type one thinking. That's the type yeah. one thinking, which can which can yeah. force like cognitive dissonance, a whole world of problems. So when you're in that moment, the, the, I mean, the, the the answer is that the 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 bat is uh, one pound five and the ball is five. If it was one pound, mm -hmm. the ball would have been free. <laughs> you know, um, so the, the 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 difference between that type one and that type two thinking is we rush to 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 judgment. It's the jumping to conclusions. If we stop and separate it back, we will see the wood for the trees in that yeah. moment. When you look at the world of, um, it's it's got a rather uh, a lofty title, and I bloody love it. It's called super forecasting. These are the people who are charged with questions like, we have uh, we have. Uh, three photos and a ruined audio clip of this base in Pakistan. Do you think? Do you think Osama bin Laden's in there? In six months' time, will Putin wow. have pushed his? Will, will Putin will have pushed his war out past Ukraine? Answer it with with efficacy. These are what super forecasters do, and mm. they they would refer to that kind of premise as a bait and switch, right? As a bait and switch. So like the the the, the kind of scenario as. Um, if you're struggling to read a person in that scenario, 
then the the difficult question is i can't see anything in that moment therefore there is nothing to read that's that's the bait and switch in that moment we swap out an easier statement that fits the circumstances rather than further explore what's actually happening in that moment or shine some of that shine some of that light onto us shine some of that right. inquisitive nature onto somebody else uh, or i mean or at the very least let's 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 call a spade a spade you're a human being <laughs> right despite how much we want to function in the same way that computers do we can't we can't yeah, we wouldn't want to it kind of goes back to uh, what we were saying before about like just not being able to do this all the time it's not going to be the switch ain't always going to be on and if anything like you know the brain's a battery you're going to have to rest it at some point it's you're not always going to be on top yeah. form to to get what you need to get uh when we've sort of like from another perspective like when we've been filming and uh, i've been sort of trying to catch you ben in public environments do you know when we were doing like filming you deducing people at like weddings and big venues yeah. and stuff like that sometimes you would get those people who wouldn't really give much away but it was kind of like well, you've cast uh, a moment not to be wasted because you could get other things so it's one of those situations where you don't necessarily have to worry that you might not be getting uh, anything there and then from that person because from what i saw when we were doing the public displays uh, the public deductions uh, i saw you sort of ask questions to the person if you were getting nothing from them you were looking at the people around or the situation around and seeing how other people might have been chiming in or you know, it, you could get other things if not from that person. So you could use it as an opportunity to sort of, you know, if, if you're not necessarily getting anything there from the target itself, there's, a, like you were saying, Jordan, the, the, the universe is sort of, <laughs> it can, it, you know, the moment itself can give a lot away to you. There's not going to be absolutely nothing there. There's going to yeah. be something. Oh, I've just totally disadvised along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was 100% me, dude. Totally pressed the wrong button. 100% me. You cut me off. 100% me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, fucking hell, he's going on a bit. Shut up here, man. <laughs> right, let me just, let me see if I can swap it back. Just hang on, you'll see the OBS sign from in. Uh, OBS, old faithful. There it is. <laughs> but, but yeah, <laughs> but th those moments that you can just capture more, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, mate. I just wanted to bring you back so you could carry on because <clears throat> that what you were saying was was gold. What you were saying was gold, right? If and now here comes the silver. I don't know what I'm <laughs> as long as he's not thirty pieces of it, we'll be all right. Hey, oh, you know what I'm saying? Who, wait, who's Jesus? Who's Judas? <laughs> I'm the only one without a beard. That's it. <laughs> uh, so, curly hair for it, what I want to talk about now, then, mate, is you. You had originally started off with the channel, uh, your channel, very much going in seemingly in one direction, hmm. and now. With the, there was there was what I'm referring to as your own hiatus, which as Holmes himself had when he went off like and back falls. There was the hiatus, 
and uh, uh, you you must have heard the crowds calling, uh, and he returns back with the, uh, the 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 video that BBC Sherlock was actually bad. <laughs> <laughs> was was actually bad, and yeah. I, I like I, I watched the whole thing. There there wasn't a, there wasn't a single thing I didn't agree with throughout the whole thing, and to me that kind of marked your your turn. Of, of content and and interest so just if you could talk talk to us a little bit more about what you're doing now where your interests lie how it's being pushed forward from here that kind of thing yeah no definitely um so like i'll give a bit of a backstory as to like the hiatus and you know uh why i left how i came back um you know it, it was just it was a combination of things like i, I made a, a quick update video before i did the bbc sherlock um was bad actually video um <laughs> and uh you know where i talked about like i was you know working a bunch i uh i had uh i had to finish my degree and all that <laughs> it's funny actually somebody commented on that video i think they deleted this comment but they were like don't believe him that's a fake degree it's like why would i fake a degree from the university of west florida mit people come on <laughs> this is my hometown university i went there because my mom's a professor there and like it helps financially like <laughs> but um but no um lean in. So, like, just, just to interrupt dude sorry yeah. if that ever happens again lean into it be like yeah i did fake it prove it yeah, <laughs> I, I try. Well, these days. I've started too many fights. <laughs> um, but sorry, so, carry on, mate. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was working a bunch. Um, you know, like I had two jobs at the time. I was. Um, I just didn't really have a lot of time for content. I was also like, you know, twenty-one-ish, uh, and so like transitionary period for one as a as a person. Um, and uh you know a lot of personal things going on but also like in terms of like my studies like i started like really more and more focusing on on that because that was kind of like my way of staying uh pretty sane through the the pandemic and honestly like you know that that was good for me but that was when i really started diving into like literature reviews like those last two years of undergrad were really heavily focused on like okay you know how to write a paper like my my professors have always been like you write really good papers you're you're very eloquent with the way that you talk but like there's always been the implicit you're a bullshitter though and like i totally get it because like like i can convince most people of most things if like with with tangential evidence and like not really backing what what i'm saying up like that's how i you know written a lot of papers and like in in my opinion back in those days it was like well it's just a it's just a paper it's not getting published or anything i just have to you know pick a topic write you know do the prompt write the paper whatever make an argument but like it was those last two years is like you're in a science major <laughs> like like psychology is not considered like by some people to be stem because people <laughs> only associate stem with you know technology engineering and math but yeah. the first letter in stem is s for science and i'm sorry to tell you all this but psychology is a science 
like just because something isn't a natural science doesn't mean it's like any less rigorous uh it's like there's this like faux pas distinction of like hard sciences versus soft sciences and social sciences or soft sciences it's like no no you're talking about natural sciences versus social sciences this is different mm. um and there is a lot of intersection between the two mm. you're just reducing the complexity of this because you don't understand like the practice of like the science of psychology or anthropology or sociology it's like these are highly rigorous studies with a, a lot of math if you're into math behind it you cannot read a science like a like a published psychology paper without understanding statistics you cannot you know read that effectively um like just like it is not it is not a soft science it's a it's a different type of problem but you're still using the scientific method to investigate mm. now what people will often call science is just not science at all it's like technology is not science technology is a a consequence of scientific investigation but science is the process not the things that we accrue from that process and so it's just interesting to me how like <laughs> the just the examples people think of when they think of science is like that's that's not science science is is the process of observation you know you know developing a hypothesis De developing a um an experiment or a way to investigate a question to try and falsify your hypothesis that's what se separates science from every other explanatory framework is the point is to falsify your initial mm. thought about what the explanation would be that is the point of an experiment or a case study or anything like that you develop a hypothesis something you think will happen mm. that's that's your prediction mm. and you dev you devise your way of investigating that question in such a way that if you are wrong, you will know that you're wrong. So we don't mm. prove anything in science. We just fail to falsify things or we do falsify it. And that happens all the time. And that's actually a good thing. And sometimes, you know, people are afraid of that, especially like younger scientists are afraid of that for their careers. But like, I, I also find like particularly older scientists who have like, you know, hedged their entire career on a particular <laughs> uh, hypothesis that they failed to falsify at first, but you know, better methods come out now. And it's like, you know, well, now you're just holding on to it. <laughs> Uh, kind of like the, the whole thing of my last video that I did on split brain research. Um, but either way, like, you know, my annoyance with the fault, like false distinction between hard and soft science aside, um, like I, my professors were like, you're in a, you, you're a science major. You, <laughs> you need to back your thing, your, your arguments up with like hard evidence. You know, you can make any yeah. rational argument that you want. But you have like science is about being empirical. You have to mm. have the data. You have to have like actual things that you can point to and say this backs up my argument for this reason, not just me making stuff up and making it sound plausible. Mm. And so like that was and that, like nobody ever directly um, like reprimanded me for that or anything. But that was just something that I was picking up of like looking at the papers that I was writing and being like, this is just not good. And like I'm getting an A on it because I'm a good writer, but like. Um, so like that was for me in those, that hiatus, I was like really focusing on being able to do research and really just falling in love with the scientific process. And, um, and so, and like that, that was incorporated into deduction and the way that I've kind of like come to think of deduction, having this like very concise definition of what it is when somebody asks is like, it is the scientific method as applied to everyday situations. You know, and so that's, to me, there's no difference in doing a literature review 
or investigative journalism or anything like that. There's no difference between doing that and doing, mm. you know, making deductions and reading people. And like reading people is just one small part of it. And it's a, the part that the people who subscribe to my channel are the most interested in. Because mm -hmm. that's where the spectacle is, you know, mm -hmm. that like you said, yeah. uh, Adam, that's like the place where you yeah. get to show off. That's where people, you know, think you're cool <laughs> and sexy. Whereas like, I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw my last video, Say it. <laughs> but like I spent three fucking months of my goddamn life <laughs> painstakingly researching writing i went through six versions of this script to 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 argue my point uh, and and editing this hour and 45 minute long deep dive <laughs> using the exact same methods that i used to show off the exact same stuff put into this like project and nobody gave a shit <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> so like it's real it's real you know what i mean like I, yeah i get why but you know if you're stuck in that that's kind of like as far as my content and the way that i view my content is like if if someone is stuck in that they were never gonna get far beyond that anyway like if you're just stuck on the spectacle you're never going to get to the point that you actually want to be so I'm just not going to cater to these people anymore. It's the same reason I didn't sensationalize yeah. the stuff to begin with. And clearly the experiment failed because like I accrued a, a hundred thousand subscribers over eight years or whatever, and never got past like 5,000 views per video in the first week, which is like a really bad ratio. But it speaks to like people will see, get introduced to the topic from me be interested in it subscribe and then won't stick around because the next video they watch they're like oh this is just gonna be a lot of work isn't it and then they just don't unsubscribe because people don't do that because why would you because <laughs> you think oh i'll get to it later you know <laughs> so yeah like i mean i love that i love i love that you won't lean into that that sensational side of it even though it's sort of it, it's you know a nice colorful platform to be to be viewed on like that but i appreciate that you want the work to be seen above the spectacle and i think that's like you said before yourself ben you want people to aim for that that's it's not about looking because you can it looks great it does look great but you can transcend that and i love that you're sort of you've that you're you're that way as well and you're inclined to sort of like you know go you know fuck you like <laughs> there's some hard work that went into this so praise yeah. that <laughs> i appreciate that no i will i will hold on to like until that video goes viral which it never will but i will hold this over everybody else's head of like i have family and friends who haven't watched it yet <laughs> it's like you <laughs> saw me slave away over the you know the the stove that is my computer open up to google scholar and microsoft <laughs> word for 3 months <laughs> well that, that's that's the thing right when when yeah. when people talk to you about deduction it, it's like it's this sexy, cool, intellectual thing. And then you look at what it is underneath to get to that. It is not sexy. 
at all. Yeah. It isn't sexy. I, yeah, I, I will. Yeah, it is not. Like, I will tell you, those three months were not me at my best. I was not <laughs> sexy. I was the opposite. I was not hot. I gained like 15 pounds from the stress. I was chain smoking, drinking, like, I just like... <laughs> This is not not a good look. Like I had my hair up in a fucking bun all the time. Like I would I would get up, clean myself up, make myself look somewhat presentable, probably not shave. And then I would go into work. I'd work from nine to five. I'd go home. I'd immediately open up my laptop or bust out my camera or like whatever I was doing today that day for the video. And I would work on the video until two in the morning. And I'd go to bed and do the whole thing over again. And that was three months, especially like towards the end where like I was in the editing phase because like I get, I get, I hate editing. Like I'm, I've been doing it professionally for <laughs> years. Like since I was 16, I've been doing it professionally uh, in one form or another, not just on YouTube, but like for an actual job oh, wow. that people pay me to do. <laughs> and I hate it. I do. It's just, it's awful. <laughs> Uh, and like, I'm just like, I'm sitting at my computer slaving away, looking at this diagram of a human brain and just making a design and illustrator to, uh, to like, then put that into the video and animate it and do all these keyframe edits and like, just like, I'll zoom out on the timeline and be like, I've got an hour and 32 minutes left to go. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like I could have written this as a paper and published it and it would have been fine. But no, I have to be extra. I have to. <laughs> no. It reminds me of um, uh, when we went to Sherlock, Ben. I don't really know if I can say this, actually, because it sounds like I'm knocking the convention. But um, do you know what Sherlock is, uh, Jordan? Yeah, wasn't that the, the BBC Sherlock convention? Yeah. The convention. Yeah. So we, we went down there one time and, and I got to watch... Um, ben do his ting, as it were, in the, in the uh, the meet and greet room, and people were coming in and talking and stuff, and they were all dressed up as their favourite mm -hmm. characters from Sherlock. Well, a lot of there was a lot of Sherlock Holmes wandering around, dressed as different versions of Sherlock's and stuff like that. And they were coming up to Ben because he had a board that said, "Learn deduction, learn the techniques of you know this this character that you've come as, <laughs> be this character." And they'd come up and they kind of wanted to know quickly how it could be done. You know, they were just like, oh, can you look around the room and do this and that? And it surprised me how much they weren't interested in the actual thought process of how this character worked. More so, like we talk about the, you know, the sex appeal look of it all, how cool he was, the aesthetic of, of, of what he did and how he did it. And it was just like, but the work, <laughs> can you not appreciate the work that went into this? Surely, like... The people here must want to know. Like, not all were like that, but there was a good, there was a good group of people that would come in, sort of, sort of. It's like a good one to like eight fans. ratio. Yeah. Easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. Like, the, the yeah. like the amount of times, like, I'm Maddie obviously sees this kind of shit firsthand, living with me and whatnot. Right, she's kind of gotten used to it now. <laughs> like, there was, there was, a, there was a point when we first got together. Uh, and she, she'd she'd come home and uh, uh, she was like, what, "What are you reading? I, I'm I'm reading about the different types of tears in their, their amino acid makeup. Why?" <laughs> so I, had to, I had to tell her, and she was like, "That's weird. 
Yeah, you'll get used to it. Carry on. <laughs> so, you, you'll, you'll get used to it. But like, it was. It doesn't. It was a couple of years later. I don't know how many. Yeah. Don't know how many. I was sent to. I was sent a remote assessment case to work on. I'm going to dally around the details. But the whole thing boiled down to: uh, uh, were, was this woman's claims genuine, based on the things? Because the things that she was saying were quite quite kind of feral, mixed with buzzwords, you know, rape this, abortion this, you know, it was quite kind of emotive language. And I was uh, I was brought in to understand whether it was based in any kind of uh, truism, you know? And what broke it were the differing kinds of tears that I read about. <laughs> and so afterwards I said, Maddie, Maddie, look, look, this is why. Years have gone by. Years. And this is the information I'm having to work with now. She goes, uh, like typical kind of mother. She went, oh, yes, very good. Anyway. <laughs> no! No, see, my, my partner doesn't even do that with me. She'll just, she, she, she just, she and I know what she will and will not want to talk about at this point gotcha. should just be like no nope, i'm not interested don't care <laughs> not even the the, the, like, the faux approval of like oh that's sweet it's like okay and nothing it's like so what do you want for dinner <laughs> like moving on <laughs> validate me <laughs> so sad little boy looking for validation this is what, I, what, what, you know, what I what I uh, what I thought would be fun uh, is as I popped a message onto the YouTube channel to see if anybody had any direct questions for you um, there have been one to about 413 uh no there's, there's been a few questions there's there's, there's there's been a few right so okay okay as we normally like to try and keep these to about an hour um mm -hmm. uh which ultimately means you've talked your way into a part two anyway so oh, <laughs> <fine. Yeah. laughs> i'm gonna need a sign on this man <laughs> i have to get the contract up first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but the, the the reason the reason I thought the uh, uh, the transition into the questions would be fun is because a couple of them are about your content and in terms of what you're doing. So it touches on what we've spoken about already and the reasons why some things are happening and the reason why some things aren't happening. And mm -hmm. it, it's it's a case of just not necessarily measuring expectations for content. It's measuring expectations for what this way of life is and what it isn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because what it is, is lots of books, doubt, course, empty bank balances, lack of sleep, <laughs> terrible food, early onset greys in your, in, your in your early 30s, right? The, 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 there is so much that goes into simply observing whether this person is right-handed. You cannot watch one or two videos and figure out that this person is right-handed again and again and again and again and again and again, and again. It won't happen, right? And if and if you think that is the case, you need to revalue why it is that you're here interested in deductive work or admit to yourself, you need to put some effort in. So if you spend the amount of times looking for shortcuts, you could have put all of that time 
into learning <laughs> dude, how to do it <laughs> dude no it's it's like it's like when you know billionaires and stock uh, you know stockbrokers and whatnot they'll find so many contrived ways of not paying people well and spend so much money and time and effort just union busting and shit it's like you could have just given them <laughs> fair wages and that might have been cheaper <laughs> like some of the stuff you're doing it's the same thing it's like why are we so obsessed with getting it the most efficient well, i hate efficiency i hate efficiency i think it is like efficiency is the antithesis like the, the nemesis of art <laughs> of of like of like meaningful pursuit is like no take your time smell the roses this is life you get you only get the one you know? just yeah. enjoy it enjoy it stop wasting time trying to figure out how quickly you can do this thing and just find something to enjoy in the thing that you're doing <laughs> exactly there is a there is a drummer on youtube that i love because I, pl I play the drums as well. And so yeah. I, he's, he's a Spanish guy. His name's El Estepiriano Sibiriano. I probably messed up his name, but that, that's that's kind of what it reads anyway. And he's got infamous for playing a lot of incredible rock tunes with one hand. And there was one comment that was made oh, on his, th his Through the Fire and Flames video. I, I don't know if you or anybody else know the Dragon Force song, Through Fire and Flames. It ain't a slow I song. I think I do. Yeah, it ain't a slow song by any stretch of the imagination. That that shit thrashes right the way through. And so he's got the kind of comment on the screen that says, no, it's all sped up. This is bullshit. So he's holding his iPad up, and the timer's going. And he's playing the whole song with one hand, just holding it up like this, and then finishes a little bit, and he, he leans in, and he says words to the effect of, if you guys spent half as much time complaining and whining on the internet instead of practicing, the world would probably be a better place. <laughs> See, now that's a very charming middle finger. Right. That's the kind but of middle finger I like. He, yeah. he slams his sticks down like a boom, son. Anyway, yeah. so questions. Yes, questions. Questions, questions. That, that reminds me of that. that uh, that's... Yeah, that song, the the actor who played Biff in uh, uh, Back to the Future sings questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's Marty McFly like? He's nice. Um, He's a nice it's, it's it's it's. I'm sure you've experienced it as well, mate. When when you get asked the same questions again and again and again. I'm sure there's yeah. some on this list. Is it, is it well right. books I recommend? I bet so, you it's well books I recommend. <laughs> Last time I someone asked me that, I told them stay away from books. I use Google Scholar. <laughs> good answer though. It's yeah. a bloody good answer. Um, yeah. Since you don't know the song, okay, Google it. You'll you'll vibe with it completely in terms of his his approach uh, to to how he sings. Anyway, here's here's a question. Um, can you please make more videos of deductionists proving ground and reading people you see outside? Uh, okay, so do you guys know what deductionist proving ground was? It was it was a series I did where people would send me uh, photographs of like a room or something, and I'd make deductions about it. Um, I have somewhere like in my buried in my email, like a bunch of different emails people sent to me of like photos of the room. I don't know. It's just, it, it was fun. It's just a thing that I don't think like 
makes for fun content that I'm interested in making. And also just like, it just, I don't know if these people would still want videos <laughs> made of these things. Cause it's been so long. It's like people change their minds about things. I'm not about to do that. Uh, it, unless I got confirmation, who knows if I could find all these people again. So, uh, probably won't. I did the one video where like I went outside and I had like a camera, like I had my, my Sony, a, uh, 6,000 like strapped to like around my neck and then like a gorilla pod and like I bent the the arms of the pod so like basically I had it kind of stabilized I was just walking around downtown and nice. looks ridiculous <laughs> looks, yeah and, and like you get weird looks doing it I just can't I can't do that. <laughs> it was also like it was like editing. It was a nightmare because I was like blurring out faces and stuff like that. And it's like if I like, I don't know. I, I think like because I am going more to, in a different direction with content. Like I might come back around and do stuff like that again. Like I'm not mm. against doing deduction related stuff. I'm mm. just trying to broaden my horizon. So I would rather focus on you know the new content that I'm interested in making as opposed to like rehashing old content. If that mm. answers your yeah, question. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I did the same with the deduction experiment a while back, and then yeah. people were like, "Can I send you photos? Yeah. Can I send you this?" And it got to the point where I just go, "No." <laughs> yeah. no. uh, i'm i'm done trying to uh, jump through your hoops have a nice day <laughs> goodbye <Yeah. laughs> um question oh no that question's for me uh here we go is the uh, next one uh sherlock style deductions are based on two fundamental pillars observation and deduction now if you are good in one but not so good in the other one how can you train it Ooh. Uh, well, I would say it's three uh, pillars, actually. Uh, observation, logic, and memory. Um, because, like, one of the things that I've harped on before uh, is, like, the, the importance of memory to understanding observations. So it's like, you can use context clues and through an inductive style of reasoning, uh, kind of usually piece together, like, uh, what tells mean uh, based off of the, the, the context around those tells. Um, but it's way easier, like, if you do what our obsessive friend over here uh, does and uh, read something about, like, different types of tears, and then five years later it pays off so, because, like, you don't have to guess. You don't have to use context clues. You just know it because you memorized it. And um, so I would, I would say, like, you know, having a good you know storage of memories is is very important to the whole process so, but like that's nitpicking in answer to your question if like you're good with observation but not so much logical thinking you know i think it's just one of those things where you have to focus on the thing that you're not as good at because it's it's easier to kind of stick to what you are good at and not expand beyond that but like i can't really like divorced from context i can't really give you like the way that this is going to work for you what i what i often tell people is like this is an individual journey you have to figure this out for yourself of like how your training is best going to work for you in this sphere so if you're not super observant but you're good about thinking about things like i was um like i would say take a step back and see if you're actually as good at the thing that you think you're good at first of all uh, <laughs> Uh, because more chances are you're probably going to still need some work on that. Um, but like, um, you know, there are different things to help with observation. Uh, I've made a ton of videos on that about like how to make yourself more or like how to, how to 
you know, improve situational awareness, be more observant. Um, it's just, you know, it's just learn like learning any skill. You just have to put the practice into it. And so if you feel like you're lacking in one particular skill, just focus more on that skill than the other one. Well, it's like if you skip fine. leg day for, you know, a while, you need to do some legs. Common <laughs> <laughs> sense, right? Um, yeah. So here we go. Uh, this this guy's put in a few, so I'm not going to read them all because that's just uh, okay. that's that's just not fair that he would hog them. Um, but I'm, I'm, I've chosen I've chosen this one because the opening few words are uh, this one is really personal for the art of deduction. Um, so I live in Argentina, not me, that guy. Mm-hmm. And in in the most famous universities, they still teach Sigmund Freud's psychoanalysis, and actually, it's used by professionals in this country. Now that you've studied psychology, what is your opinion of it? Would you say his method is old and useless? Many say it's pseudoscience, an art or a science. What do you say? Do you think it should be completely eliminated from universities? So I have opinions. This is a great question, Ben. Thank you for picking it. Um, (laughs) Actually, uh, I am like one of the videos that I have in mind to work on is uh, about Sigmund Freud. Uh, so let me, I'm going to share my screen here in a second. Um, I don't know if you can, by the way, <laughs> if you, uh, there's if a you share... share button, I'm a try. <laughs> do it like, um, do it because the app from my side has gone non-responsive. So I'm flying by the seat of my pants. This could crash at any minute. Oh, I see. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so here, let me, let me try and screen share. Chaos in the Google Chrome required. Ah, I'm on Safari. Never mind. Either way, uh, it was a little graphic I designed of Sigmund Freud. I thought I'd tease it here first. Either way, um, Sigmund Freud and the psychoanalysts. So what people don't, and this is like a fucking travesty in terms of the like education of science of like psychology in the public discourse and even at like the university level in like an intro to psych class like you talk about the psychoanalysts but so like my capstone uh which i don't know if you guys have that in in, like undergrad universities in uh in the uk but for uh, the capstone class that i okay you do so my capstone class was on the history of psychology and i did this big project on a particular part of that um but so like it was a really in-depth like history of psych class and we had a whole like several class classes dedicated to um like the differences between the psychologists and the psychoanalysts these are different schools like they are not the same field of study so Mm -hmm. the psychoanalysts had an entirely different uh ethos because at the beginning of psychology as a science um, psychologists uh, in Germany and in um, and the United States and whatnot, they were trying to distinguish themselves from the mental, like the the mental philosophy departments, which is a, which was like the closest thing you kind of got to psychology before um, like psychology and psychoanalysis. But psychoanalysis is an in, is is like in a similar motivation, but a completely different school of thought, a completely different approach. It is pseudoscientific. Um, by the definition of science because like psychoanalysis is based in case study and speculation and they admitted this uh this is like freud did not like the apa he went to the apa once yeah like one of their like first conventions they invited uh sigmund freud and carl jung and um 
and they were like everyone was just really awkward Wundt was really awkward freud was awkward like they just <laughs> they did not get along and they were trying to kind of see if their schools could be compatible but they weren't um and so like these are just, these are two different things like psychology is the scientific study of the psyche so this is like this entails you know following the scientific method using you know not just a case study actually developing experiments and recording your data accurately you know there are certain ways to like uh, uh, you know deal with you know various biases in uh in you know measurements and uh observations and stuff like that things that you just did not get with the psychoanalysts and they were they were heavily theoretically driven and i say theoretically in the colloquial sense of the term because scientifically a theory is based off of a mountain of evidence if you call something a theory it, in science it's it's solid uh like there's a lot of evidence behind it it is a very well educated explanation of a phenomenon um for for the psychoanalysts their theories were not explanations of phenomena they were explanations of specific circumstances uh, heavily based in their own personal experiences. So like, let's say you're a person who had a very similar like early childhood to Sigmund Freud. You would probably benefit heavily from Sigmund Freud's brand of psychoanalysis. And because that's who it was made for. Like if you had a weird upbringing and a weird fetishization of your mother, like <laughs> it's probably gonna work for you. Now, if you were like Carl Jung and you had like a like your like key moment in life was not in early childhood, but in like your your middle age, mm -hmm. uh, like your midlife crisis was your key moment in life. You probably benefit from Jungian psychoanalysis instead, and like there was some overlap between like some researchers who did kind of both. Um, and like I don't think there's anything wrong with the study of psychoanalysis uh, as a whole um but like it's not like their therapies are not as evidence-based as something like cognitive behavioral therapy or something like that so like you know uh no shade to people who study or practice it i think it's very interesting but it is not you know as evidence-based as psychology is it is more in that it's in a weird middle ground between uh science and uh philosophy um which there's nothing wrong with that it's just the conflation of the two it's like sigmund freud would be mad if you called him a psychologist um i don't think everything he said was it was wrong or stupid either like freud had a very very interesting idea for the time which was that all humans are probably at least a little bisexual like sexuality is a spectrum Freud had that thought in the 1800s <laughs> and this was like before rigorous anthropological investigations were really confirming those things of like you know if you look at different cultures it does appear that like sexuality appears on a spectrum and maybe like our hard lines on sexuality are more of a cultural phenomenon than like any 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 you know like natural rule and that you know there are tendencies of the spectrum to shift one way obviously uh, that's pretty well documented but like it's spectral and that most humans are pretty bisexual it's also like freud said that probably because he was almost assuredly bisexual um but like but yeah so like i, I don't think everything that he said was wrong uh i think his work is fascinating to read but it's like kind of fascinating in the same way that like homeopathy i don't know i don't know it's, it's fascinating the same way as like uh like kafka 
Uh, okay. Know? You know, that's that's kind of, but yeah. 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 Like uh, the whole psychoanalysis thing for me could be summed up as the Kardashians. Right? <laughs> the, 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 there are there are a number of people that can tell me why they are important and why they make effective contributions to the world. Um, but they are fans. And their opinions are based on verifiable nothingness. <laughs> right? And that, that's the review yeah. on Disney+. Plus. That's that's that's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will you can say see why we're not getting some sponsored. things right because a, a broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, mate, thank you very much for joining us. Yes. We're going to bring it to a. It's we're going to bring it to a close too. now. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your insight. Um, thank you for having me on. What what you can do good. is tell everybody now. Uh, where they can watch your videos, where they can uh, track you down. Not like give out your address and your your you know your GP coordinates. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but like uh, uh, where they can where they can stay in touch with your work. Mm -hmm. uh, so I am uh, pretty much active only on YouTube right now. I did start a TikTok account. Uh, I could not tell you what the name of it is. Look for the art of deduction on TikTok. I, I just clips from the last video on there. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much it. only yeah, I'm only active on YouTube at the moment. Like I have a Twitter at George Deductionist, um, but uh, Twitter is kind of a hellscape right now, so I'm not on there. Uh, Instagram, the art of deduction underscore YouTube, uh, I believe is the handle. Uh, but yes. Um, patreon.com slash the art of deduction <laughs> if you feel like uh, <laughs> donating any because like your boy needs to pay the bills uh so that's my <laughs> shameless uh pluggable right now uh, but yeah that's that's where you can find me i'll be i'm working on more videos right now um but yeah nice. so awesome uh, yeah. so now and he is he is going to be the weirdest close off in history because i'm just going to click finish and then oh if if finish doesn't do anything, I'm just going to close the app. I'm just going to close it down. The usual, right. I mean, you guys will be able to see it. Usually after we do a podcast, after we do an interview, whatever kind, we have a debrief afterwards. We have a chat. But now I don't have the option to do that because I've just got the little buffering wheel of doom. That's all I've got at the minute. So if, if so finish, I'm, right I'm, I'm clicking finish. <laughs> And nothing happened. It's no, nothing's happening. So, gents, uh, you, you guys personally, I'm going to love you and leave you. Um, Adam, I'll...